Welcome to Callback Podcast number 19. On this podcast, we interviewed comedian Jay Larson. Jay, very funny guy. We saw him at the Improv. I saw him twice, actually. One time with Edgar, one time with Aaron. Uh, both times hilarious. And uh, right away, I was like, I got to have this guy on the show. Very funny guy. And uh, he was gracious enough to do it. Uh, Jay actually does his own podcast called The Crab Feast with Ryan Sickler. Very funny show. I've listened to it a bunch. Uh, you can catch that at thecrabfeast.com. And also Jay's on Twitter, at Jay Larson Comedy at Twitter. And then, um, let's see, he's uh, on Facebook. So check him out there. Uh, let's see, always as, as always, we want to say hi to Eric Streeper. Eric, thank you so much for keeping our website uh, looking great. Uh, we really appreciate it. The website, callbackpodcast.com. If you want to send us an email, we're callbackpodcast at gmail.com. Also, we're on Twitter, at callbackpodcast. And uh, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, please like us on our Facebook page as well. And uh, subscribe for free on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, we really need that to keep this thing going. And uh, we really appreciate all the support we've been given uh, by all the listeners. Thank you for uh, tuning in. And um, with that out of the way, let's, uh, let's have episode number 19 with the very funny Mr. Jay Larson. Hey, so um, we are on location. This is our, uh, what, pot, what number is this, 19? 18. 18. I think it's 18. 18. 18. We're doing our 18th podcast. We're with, legal now. Do you want to do a go. check we're that legal. says 19, just in case? Uh, so we're doing our 19th podcast. <laughs> there you go. With uh, uh, our, our special guest, we're on location at his house, Jay Larson. Uh, hey, everybody. How you doing? Um, and... Uh, Jay, uh, we know Jay from stand-up. We've seen him uh, at the Improv. All three of us have seen him. Do you remember him now, Aaron? Yeah. And uh, I think way to put him on the spot, huh? No, well, I just say because <laughs> I, you know, it's one of those things where I know we just saw him, Edgar and I, uh, just a couple weeks ago. And uh, I don't remember any of your jokes. Oh, sure you do. <laughs> he does one of the best routines I've ever seen, and that's the uh, the, the miss call routine, like he or the the. The wrong number. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Okay, you okay, okay, okay. Okay. That joke has yeah. so much pressure because it's like a lot of people's favorite joke. Like a lot of comedians are like love that joke, and I love it too. And then now it's like every meeting my representatives send me out on the people. As soon as I walk in, they're like, "We love that wrong number joke." I'm like, "What am I ever gonna do? <laughs> what am I ever gonna do to top this thing?" Here's the thing: because I saw your stand-up special on Comedy Central, and that joke was not in there. That bit no, was not yeah. in that and. But I was looking around today, just like, oh, let me see some other routines or whatever. And that joke is out there. I never thought it would be on the internet. Well, that's because I didn't want to put it on the internet. Yeah. You know what's funny is I didn't ever want to put that joke on the internet because I wanted to do it on Conan. And it was just too long. And, and the booker was like, you got to get it down. And I kept trying and trying. And I couldn't get it down. It was like six and a half minutes, right? Yeah, it's like 6.09. Right, and like okay. for, he needed me to be around the latest, like 5.05, 5.15 maybe. And I kept trying and I couldn't make it work. So I was just going to wait. And then one day, Laugh Factory, I'm like just driving and like my, I'm with my wife and I get like a Google alert. And I look down and it was like Laugh Factory. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm holding that. I'm saving that. Like, I don't want that out there. So I called the girl at Laugh Factory. I'm like, yo, I'm like, that. you guys just put my wrong number joke up. I, I asked not to have that up. Can you please take that down? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll take it down right away. And then I went on like, <laughs> I went on YouTube and it had been up for literally like, it had been up for like an, 
I don't know, less than an hour, and it had 21,000 hits. And I was like, holy shit. So I called her back. I'm like, you can leave it up. You can leave it up. <laughs> and so they had taken it down, and then they put it back up. And now it's like, it's only been up there for like two and a half months, and it's got like 250,000 oh, really? hits. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. The, only two and a half months? Wow. Maybe three, four months. I thought mean, it was like two and a half. Because you're obviously I working could, on a new... Just give me two and a half, would you? Yeah, there you go. Two and a half. <laughs> I got it. So, um, so you're obviously working on a new special then. And I like, want to, yeah. Does this mean you burnt that material already, do you think? Fuck that. Why? Because right. the Laugh Factory put right. up? No I'm way. Saying. If I get... That's going in my... Whatever my next special is and whoever it's with, yeah. that's going in it. Oh, absolutely. It's one of my favorite routines. It's funny because um, you were saying... Because I searched for you and two different versions of that joke like you know like the same some, one, the yeah. same one that's someone been, like, took it and then like, re it's everywhere it's now. crazy it's crazy but you know what you say everywhere but it's like total hits online is like just over two hundred fifty thousand. you know how many people are in this country i mean there's so no, many still, people though you didn't promote this at all right no just, yeah but because laugh factory has a big following on youtube and 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 then it just it just kept getting burned viral i mean it's it didn't go viral. i would love it to go viral but it didn't yeah but look at what happened to louis ck he did a routine on conan it was over a year later where all of a sudden everyone's doing the whole airplane thing you know like oh you know it's got to go to space yeah thing, yeah you know? exactly and um you know, so at 200, I don't know, a quarter of a million hits, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, you know? I mean, trust me, I'm not upset about it. <laughs> what happens when you write a bit like that? Are you like, I mean, how long did that take to do? Did you start off with like a couple of bit, a couple of things going into it, and then you didn't have your callbacks, you didn't have your... Uh, Actually, the way you write that joke yeah. is somebody calls you by mistake, and you, <laughs> you like, do exactly <laughs> everything I said. Was, so it's verbatim, everything is real. Completely. Pretty much. I mean, but wow. like, as you do, the more and more I do it on stage, then it, it like, then you're like, oh wait, this would be funny if I yeah, say yeah. this, and then it's like then the whole aspect of storytelling is like heightening and strengthening and keeping people on the edge of their seat a little bit and everything's real except for jennifer and that joke was uh was one of those things you're telling your buddies and all of a sudden you realize shit i've got a bit here this is no it literally happened and i was like that's going on stage (laughs) (laughs) that's going on i did it on my cd i closed on my cd a week later oh wow like a week after it happened it was just like I mean, I was in it. Like, I have a good memory with certain things, and usually it's words. I can remember, like, lines from movies, lines. And, like, so when I was going through that, like, I was searing the words in my head, everything that was going on. You oh, you're know? living it. That's cool. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Well, do you do uh, do you do a lot of acting, then? I mean, is that, that sounds no. like an actor's tool. Yeah, but that's like I'm creating those words in yeah. my head, you know what I mean? I guess, you know, I'm not, I always panic. I've been getting better about memorizing, actually, mm-hmm. because I'm usually not good at it, because then I panic. Usually what happens is one side of my brain is like, you're not going to remember this the other one's like shut up i'm trying to remember it and then they just battle <laughs> and i'll read it like 70 times and i won't have it memorized because my brain just can't stop fighting oh shit yeah what uh, i heard what sylvester stallone does is he um not that you should listen to sylvester stallone <laughs> dude that homeboy won but, best picture yeah, yeah. that he wrote um rocky one rocky one <laughs> Big um and what he does is he recites all of his words um of the script i think he recites all the characters of the script too and then he goes around driving around and listening to it supposedly and it's like he just hearing yeah, it over and over again kind someone of else thing. i asked um you know retta on parks and rec right, right. i asked her for advice one time i'm like how do you memorize and that's what she does like she'll like get it in there and then so she can hear them coming back and i've tried it you know what i mean going auditions stuff and it's like, like i'm like too fast and then i'm getting upset at myself i'm like god why did you record it like there's that? nobody with a boston accent talking back to you yeah i know yeah. it's like <laughs> i just can't relate i'm assuming it's a boston accent is that right mm yeah, yeah, Massachusetts. I grew up in Stoneham, Mass. Oh, home of cool. Nancy Kerrigan. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get back much? Uh, no, I mean usually just when someone dies. But oh. 
this year I just went back. Tw- I've been back twice in the last two months. I did like a little theater I rented out on my own and performed, and then I just went back and did a college. So did you start off with like at Nick's? No, I started in L.A. Oh, you did? You yeah. didn't start in Boston? No, I mean, I think I knew I wanted to be a comedian, but I moved here to write and act and then kind of fell into stand-up. Oh, really? What time? Well, how old were you when you moved out here? I was 24, really? 2000, yeah. And you had 2000. never done stand-up before? No, no. You came out here to act and you thought... I'm going to do stand-up. Because you're pretty great at stand-up. We we all really enjoyed your stuff. In fact, um, they haven't... I don't know if you've seen his uh, Comedy Central special, but it's it's solid all the way through. He loves putting you on the spot. Um, (laughs) I haven't seen it. All right, but... um, (laughs) Perfect. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I saw you do... The special, and then we were at the improv, and you did, you stopped in at a comedy and cocktail show, uh-huh. and with Tosh, it was, uh, and that's when we first saw you, and it was like, holy shit, I saw you live, and it was like, oh, that's the, I totally remembered you from your, you know, there's oh, a cool. shit million, you know, Comedy Central specials out there, but I was like, oh yeah, this guy's great, and uh, then we saw that routine, like I said, which was like, you know, oh yeah, so I was an instant fan right away. Thanks, I appreciate that. But uh, so you um, you move out here at 25, you want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. And do, like, how, how do you just do that? Did you go to acting school? No, no. You just came out here. I just like to. Ever, that's what everyone. That's what. This, yeah, this is yes. Uh, and this is what everyone back home was like. What do you mean? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll just go to like cattle calls or something. I heard they have cattle calls. <laughs> and they're like, but you don't even know how to act. I'm like, I'll take classes, man. I'm just going to go out and take classes. And I wanted to write. Like that, I had a right. screenplay I wanted to write. And then you know, and then uh, do you know John Roy? Yeah, John, I know John very well. Okay, yeah, he's a stand-up. He he's actually loves telling the story of how I started doing comedy, and he tells it to everybody. And I was just in Scottsdale, and like three people were like, dude, I heard your story about how you got started in comedy. And I was like, what, was John Roy just here? What's going on? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just was waiting tables, and people were like, you're really funny. Do you do stand-up? And I was like, no. And this girl that I worked with like overheard it, and she's like, you know, I know a guy if you want to do stand-up. And I'm like, I don't, I don't you know. And I was like... My buddy used to be a stand-up a bartender, and I was like, what do you think? And he's like, just go for it. And I was like, all right. So I did. How long was it uh, from the time you moved until stuff started happening for you? Um, four, three and a half years. Uh-huh. Like, I, from, no, maybe four and a half. I didn't start stand-up until a year and a half after I got here. And then it wasn't until, like, three and a half years into stand-up that I got, like, my first mini break, which I thought was going to be a colo- I thought it was going to be. I'm like, this is it, bro. <laughs> I got Montreal Comedy Festival. I'm oh, like, that's, cool. that's it. I quit my job. I'm like, I'm done. I'm a comedian. And then I was like, can I have my job back? How do I get home from Montreal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I went with every penny I had. I'm balling up there. Wow. So, um, uh, how'd you get the Montreal? Was it audition or? Yeah, audition. Audition. Did uh, now. Because I'm I'm new to this to the LA scene, so mm-hmm. I I really don't know how it works. So I hosted one of the comedy cocktail shows just mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago, and um, but prior to that, like you know, like do you guys did you have an agent to get Montreal or how uh, does that I, work? I met this kid who's been a really good friend of mine for a long time, Adrian Culp. He worked at Happy Madison, which okay. is Sandler's company, and I met him at Ross Dress for Less. We were both. <laughs> <laughs> We were both shopping for pajamas for a party that we were going to, and we became buds, and then I was like, I'm in comedy. He's like, I'm in comedy, and I was like, yeah, and so he started coming to see me perform, and I just started getting better and better and better, and then um, I was going to get signed by a management company. I ended up signing with him instead. He never managed. He's like, why don't you just not sign with them and sign with me? And I was like, done, bro. Like, let's take this town down, and then two months later, I'm like, bro, I think I need to leave you, and he was like, I totally get it, and so he introduced me to like... Like tons of managers at that point, and um, so through that, like every kind, I just started like getting better, and people knew who I was, and I got a showcase for Montreal, and 
I booked it. That's awesome. And then did you start with, did you get a Gotham special before your Comedy Central thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And I didn't even have to audition for that. Really? My they're management like, company produced it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they produced it. And so they were allowed to have one guy that they just didn't have to audition or anything. So they like they called me into like one day and they were like talking about like my career. And they're like, so we're going to have you do this like live at Gotham thing. It's this Comedy Central thing. And, you know, you can do comedy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. And they literally treated it like it was no big deal. So I thought it was no big deal. I'm like, ah, all right, yeah, whatever it is. Well, let's do it. And then like treated it like no big deal and... I wish I hadn't. Like, I literally, I was, they were like, they want it to be, like, dark and mysterious. I'm like, all right. So I took jokes that, like, weren't TV-ready jokes or anything. I'm just like, oh, I'll make my set out of this. I still had a good set. I liked what I did. But I was, like, just kind of just like, oh, yeah, crafting it. And then I found out later. I'm like, this is kind of a little bit, kind of a big deal here. This big is kind deal, of a big yeah. deal. That's kind of, I, I thought that that's how most of the guys have gotten their break through Gotham live at Gotham then they go oh, okay you can do a half hour you know and yeah but they, it's not like that they usually like you to have done live at Gotham before you get a half hour yeah. it took me a while to get my half hour though I, yeah. I like, like submitted three or four times before I got it that was actually the first thing I ever had to like submit multiple times for and I was like what the fuck is going on you know, like, like that kid that got everything growing up. It's uh, exactly that's what I thought. I'm like, Jesus I'm, at the, I'm still shopping for pajamas. I'm like, you know, offering <laughs> yeah. things. You know, I'm at, like, I'm giving the Montreal thing. I'm giving this. Um, are you uh, are you working on your next special now? Is that what I mean, doing? it's not like they said, "Hey, here's your next special." Oh, but I, I have my special. What I want to do for my special, like I kind of like made the whole thing one hour, and I called it uh, "Talking to Strangers," and that's what I did back in Boston. Oh, cool. And so, like every joke revolves around an interaction with a stranger or a family member. You know what I mean? So right. it's just kind of trying to show that difference between friends and family, uh, family and strangers and how you interact differently with people you don't know than who you do know. So it's more of a one man show than like a, no, it's, it's all stand up, but I wanted it to be like, have a theme to it. You know what I mean? And it kind of just fell in that way. Like every joke I had is like, it's just me interacting with strangers like okay. that wrong number story, right. you know, like this old blind guy I helped like this black woman oh, yeah, at the grocery true. store, like all these different things. So, I'm just in the process of getting that tape to them and submitting to try and, you know, just see where the next step is. You know God, what I mean? if nothing interesting ever happened to you? I know, man. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm, you know what? Ha- I mean, to get that phone number to, to be interesting, now it's like I have to look for shit. I'm like, oh, man. Well, no, the helping the blind lady, that was a really funny bit, too. You know, Thanks, yeah. It was, um, but even, even the woman at the grocery store, I love the way that ended, like the punchline to the joke. I'm not going to say it, but. Okay. Was, what, with the pickles? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just, I want to make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's weird like coming up with material because sometimes you could write and write and write and then something just happens and it's organic and you, it feels natural and something yeah. that you you build off of or whatever, which is just like you know like we're all said you know your true stories are crazier than most people's routines that they would ever come up with. Yeah, you know? well that's because I don't really write. I just <laughs> I write like screenplays and TV yeah. and shorts and stuff like that. But when it comes to like stand up, I always have just been like let my life happen. And then find how that's funny, and then try and make it funny. You Does know? this mean that you don't have traditional stage fright, or like, do you get nervous before shows? No, I mean, um, I mean, no. I mean, sometimes. I mean, I love to say traditional know, stage. No, fright. you know what I mean, though. But no, but you know what I mean, because like, I, uh, I, I suffer from horrible stage fright. It's just one of those things. But once I'm on stage, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? You're, you're up. You're there, there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're there, <laughs> and it's like the stuff before sucks, and then the minute you're there, you're like, you're, you can take your pulse, and it's like no big deal. Yeah. But. Um, 
it takes a lot for some people to get up there and do that. Yeah. Whereas you just seem like it does seem like you're just, hey, this happened to me, by the way. You know, here yeah. I want you all to know about this. You know, it's not it's not like here's another routine I'm going to do. It's like, oh, I just came up, to, I just remember the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's well, more, I mean that's kind of like my strength, and I enjoy that. Like I enjoy, I like I like to put myself in situations in life just so that I can come back. Like the other day, my wife and I were driving, and this chick cut me off, and I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm just not. I'm just not accepting that, you know what I mean? So, like, I pull up next to her, and I, like, gave her this, like, what's up, you know? Like, and so she rolled down her window, I rolled down my window, and I'm like, yo, you gotta, you gotta use the directional when you're switching lanes. And she goes, we just driving, okay? <laughs> we just driving. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, how do you rationalize with we just driving? But, like, I called for it, you know? I, like, I, so I'm like... Yo, you got a dog on your lap. Like, she was carrying a dog, and, like, I had nothing else to say. She's, <laughs> she's like, you got a dog in your passenger seat. And I was like, Ooh. I'm like, whoa. I just rolled up the window. But, like, it's like I look for it all the time. And my friends are like, how are you not getting shot in the face? <laughs> like, you're just always looking for people to beef with. Boston, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like you, you can't take shit from anybody, you know. That's something. Some like Boston people say, like if you wait in line in LA, like at a Starbucks, and you wait for a coffee, and everyone's taking time, you know, people just wait. In Boston, they're like, what's going on up there? You know what I mean? Like they just everyone thinks that they have an opinion, and everyone wants to hear it. Which we call it in Chicago. It's like a don't be an asshole rule, you know, or it's just like don't be a fucking asshole, you know, just fucking move it along. Exactly. Or, or if you act like because you know people are you know. Just the driving out here. I know it's like passe to talk about it, but it's like it's it's crazy. It's like really the fucking horn, really. Yeah. You know, for nothing, for no reason whatsoever. The yeah. horn. You know, don't don't be a fucking asshole. You know. Yeah, yeah, I like that. But um, uh, so going back home now to Boston, like, are you playing like the big vent? Like, were the guys back in Bo- like you real like? Do you realize like, you've gone much farther than a lot of those guys have? You know, like that uh, stayed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stayed there. That's yeah, what I mean. like like Sweeney. You know, and oh yeah. I mean, I know who. I mean, I don't really know those guys. So you're gonna go back there to like? I go, dude. I go to the comedy studio in Cambridge, and, and it's the best. Yeah. It's the best. I was back there for. So I went back and rented a theater and did my own show because I just wanted to have a good show and I want to put it on the way I want to do a show. So I just fronted the money on my own. Greatest experience I've ever had. If there's comedians out there and you're getting to a point. Try it once. I mean, I've tried to, I tried to, my wife encouraged me actually like five years ago to do it in San Francisco and I tanked. I lost all of my money. But this time it was just the best. Made good money, had good crowd, my friend's family, and I crushed and it was just awesome. But I went to the comedy studio and just worked out one night and I was just the most liberating show I'd ever had. I felt I was home, I was working out, and then I went back to do this college and I said, I'm coming in. They're like, yeah, we'll put you in. And I had another great set and I was just like experimenting, you know what I mean? And it's just, the, oh, it's the best. It's the so, best. what do you do, like usually an hour? When? When you go up and do your. Like a, a show like that where you're kind of breathing out there, you know. Oh, you mean the comedy studio or yeah, the theater? When you do your theater show. Oh, I did an hour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, so that's what I'll do on the road, you know. But on the road, I try and I'll mix in stuff for my special just because, like, I want to go where I go and these people don't know, you know what I mean? Right. But when I did that theater, I did everything was stuff that friends and family had never seen except for the what they saw on YouTube, right, right. you know. That's cool. Are you... Um, uh, you got anything? You said you're writing. Or do you have anything going on that way? Like, are you acting too? And, um, <laughs> well, like, well, because I'm curious. Like, you, you, you. That's the thing about LA is that you're not just a stand-up usually out here. You're yeah, you're doing like ten different things. You know. You yeah. Well, like, 
producing your own shows or or writing something or doing or doing a podcast or doing a fucking podcast. Yeah. Which I do have a podcast, oh, yeah, the yeah, Crab yeah. Feast, ahead. by the way. The Crab Feast, check it out. Crab it's on Feast. iTunes. The Crab Feast with uh, Ryan Sickler on Fake Mustache Studios. Is there but, a website? Yeah, the thecrabfeast.com. Why why is it called the Crab Feast? Uh well the two guys that initially started it, Matt Fulcher and Ryan Sickler, both from Maryland, and they want it to be like this like, you know, like you're hanging out at a crab feast and then Matt moved to New York, I took over, and so we still kept it Crab Feast because they were fans. And I'm from Boston, we're just like, nah, crab feast. It's like we're just barbecuing. Exactly. Um but uh yeah, you know, I I wrote this show that's kind of I don't know. It's in a weird place right now. We're trying to wait and see what happens oh, with cool. it. It's in a developmental stage of the production company, but I also have this like thing going on with Fox that I don't know what's going to happen. We have a conference call on Thursday. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, we'll see. We're supposed to be oh, today. By the time this thing posts, we'll already be there. <laughs> not that you're not now, but there's more things. I hope so, and then I'll call you and be like, yo, take that down. Yeah, I don't exactly. <laughs> Take that down, yo, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know, we've, got the, we've got the interview everybody wants. Um, so, uh, Charlie you- Rose is calling you. Listen, can we just get our hands on it? Can we get our hands on it? <laughs> Charlie Rose. <laughs> um, uh I, I don't even gonna, know what Charlie Rose would ask me. You I don't know what I mean? Drunk when he asked you, though. Oh, yeah. He's always wasted. He, he is wasted, really? oh, P.S. He's fucking drunk. Yeah. Like, because I used to bartend at this uh, bar in New York called the Rusty Knot on West Side Highway. And the Rusty what? The Rusty Knot. Oh, I thought you said Rusty <laughs> Nut. <laughs> uh, and Charlie Rose would come in with young chicks all the time. <laughs> I love And that. he'd have a driver, and he'd just sit down at the table, and they'd get wrecked. And it was just like, dude... You are, like, do you guys watch Newsroom? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he is that yeah. guy. I mean, he is, except, like, on a different, I mean, Piers Morgan is kind of that guy, yeah. I guess, but still, it was dope. So, did you have to do that? Did you work, did you ever have to, like, work, wait tables and all yeah, that? Yeah, man, that's yeah. all I did. I did that up until two and a half years ago. So that's where that you came out of here. That's how you kind of you did the, tradi- I went the traditional uh, waiting of tables. <laughs> yeah, I started waiting tables immediately. I was waiting when I was leaving Boston. I was working two jobs, so I I was waiting. I was working as a mover. Mm-hmm. First, I was working as a mover during the day, and then stocking shelves at Ames at night. So I was working doubles, Jesus. and then I got a temp job. So then I was just doing the temp job, and then like one day, this woman I worked with, everyone knew I was moving to Los Angeles. They're like, "When are you going?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And they're like, "Well, when are you going to know?" And I'm like, "Well, when I get like five grand." And this woman was like, "Oh," and like walked away from me. And it was all women in the office except me. And I'm like, "Fuck this!" So I just went online. I'm like. January 18th, boom. And I just bought the ticket. I'm like, I'm going January 18th. Because <laughs> I wanted to have five grand. I'm like, when I can hit five grand, then I can move. And then I was like, if you keep waiting for that number, you, you might never yeah, hit it. So gonna. then I got a job waiting tables at Bertucci's. Is this Italian joint yeah. in back east, like a chain. And then, so then I was working doubles there and the temp job. So why did you decide LA and not New York? I never even New York didn't even cross my mind. Really, didn't even as pop comic, into my that's head. Where you're like, but I wasn't a comic. I wasn't even thinking comedy. I was thinking, acting how up. can I get far enough away from home, <laughs> and I don't want to be where the Yankees are. That's all I knew. <laughs> like I hated New York. I didn't go to New York until that's great. Until like two thousand six, two thousand five was when I went to New York. I um, wrote a. Uh, film. I was trying to get it made. In the meantime, I was ri- working at this uh, recording studio, kind of a famous recording studio. And our in outgoing LA? Mes- no, I was in Chicago. And w- our outgoing message was always, uh, 
you know, thanks for calling Electrical Audio Studios where it's never too early to, to hate the Yankees or something like that. Was our oh, that's message. tight. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. You. Of course, you know, I'm a Cub fan. So, yeah. You know, well, tough. You know, I know. You guys, you guys have been, you guys had a couple good years. I was talking with someone the other day. Oh, we were talking about Bartman. Everyone can have a bad century, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, when is it, ever, that kid Bartman ever going to be able to meet? Go watch a game, or like when they're, they're going to be like they're going to win. They're like, all right, bring them out, bring them out. It's all right, man. It's all right. That they're poor wheel kid, out. yeah. They'll wheel them out like Hannibal Lecter. Like they've been keeping them. In the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you see that uh, ESPN thing they did on him? No, that's what it was. Someone oh. was bringing that up to me in Scottsdale about that, and what I haven't guy seen it. You talking about Steve right? Bartman, the guy who dropped the ball on uh, caught or interfered uh, with the ball? Oh, that's right. He didn't catch it even. Okay, okay. <sighs> Got to see this doc. It's actually on Netflix right now. It's called um, Catching so, Hell. It's really great. It's part of the 30 for 30, right? Yeah, yeah. part of the 30 for 30. It's great. you got to check it out. Um, and uh, we're, we're just going to promote everything else besides our podcast. Huh? <laughs> um, well, if they're listening, you don't even need to promote it. There you go. You're right about that. Exactly. Um, so uh, how long you've been doing? you got how many episodes now in the can for your uh, podcast? 29. 29, 29 came out like today. It? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's a lot of work. We do one one a week, yeah. and you think that's no big deal, but then it's oh, like organizing. I mean, there's three of you guys, <laughs> yeah. so there's just two of us, and then you have to like lock people down. And like when you get in like Pete Holmes, it's like, dude, when are you available? Like I've been trying to get Rob Delaney, and it's like yeah. just not happening. I've been trying to get a couple directors. Morgan Spurlock said he's going to do it. We're trying to nail him down. It's like you know, it's just hell. You know, it's like yeah, I'm, I'm in LA. I'm not in LA, and it's yeah. like coordinating with Aaron. It's like it's good that you're mobile. We're mobile too, so we can go yeah. places. But you know, it's a lot of work. And then like we tell stories. So it's like yeah. you have to have new stories all the time, and like you know, we um, we do like a host one every like four or five or something like that, just something to kind of break it up a little bit. Whenever we can't find a guest, and yeah. we need to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do it too. We'll do like every. You know, it's good too for your fans. They want to hear just you guys. They don't want to yeah, always hear exactly. some some blowhard from Boston. Uh, we had to. Uh, we actually had to do one without Aaron. For the first one recently was with Rich Hall. <sighs> I don't know if you know Rich Asshole. Oh, I know that name. The Sniglet guy. Sniglet. Oh my god. <laughs> Hey, was, wow, is that racist? So, no, no. <laughs> Seems <laughs> like it might Stiglitz be a little. Are words that should be in a dictionary but aren't. Uh, he became super famous for it years ago. He wrote on not necessarily the news. That's where it was. Um, oh, okay. And then he wrote. He got an Emmy for writing for Letterman. He's pretty much. Um, you, you would know who he was if you're a fan of Good comedy. Good for him. Of course, you walked into comedy. So, you know, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you, like me, I grew up like worshiping these guys and being I like, know. oh, you know, like just like I, I appreciate all the people that came before, you know, even like people like Robert Klein, who I never thought was funny, but I appreciate what he did for the. Yeah, for see, the- this is what I get shit for all the time from people, but I always tell them, like, listen, it wasn't my fault. Like, I didn't know there was a protocol. <laughs> Like, up until I did stand-up, I went to Bill Cosby when I was 10, and then I went to Chris Rock when I was 21, and then the next time I was at a stand-up show, I was doing stand-up. Wow. So, you know, for me, I I loved Johnny Carson growing up. Like, I was a huge... I loved watching the show, but, like, even, like, my memory, like, I... You didn't give a shit about him calling him over to this, the, you know, like... The Stephen Wright thing? I have since. You know what I mean? I've seen it since and been like, wow, that's amazing. Look what's going on there. But, like... Jack Tripper, that was like, that's what I wanted to be. You know what oh, I mean? I was like, oh man. And then I, then I was, maybe because I didn't, I just didn't know enough about stand up. But I have other friends that are like, dude, my dad gave me Richard Pryor's album when I was 12. And I was like, I didn't know who Richard Pryor was. I didn't have Comedy <laughs> Central. I didn't, I know anything, you know? I didn't have Comedy Central. Man, I'm dating myself. How old are you? I'm 36. Oh, you're not, well, you we never had cable. Years. My mother was just, oh, she was just no cable. Oh, it was okay. like we go to museums, we go to the symphony, oh, really? we do that kind guys. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what we did. We go to designer show houses and look at interior design. That's, that's how I lived <laughs> did my it, life. Did it, did, it, did it make you harder? Or did it make you, uh, you know? I, I mean, I do all the design here. Oh, that's perfect. It's beautiful. So. <laughs> I love this place. Yeah, we were talking. He said he made this table himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
It's a, it used to be a floor, right? It, at one point. <laughs> no, it never was. I just bought the flooring. It's easier oh, that way. Okay. It's a step. You, you skip a step. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What are you working on now? Are you building anything now? You got a workshop back, back there? Yeah, got I got a, a workshop of, in the back. I've been building cheese boards. Cheese boards? Yeah, I've been making cheese boards. They're under your jacket over there. There's small ones and big ones. Those are small ones. But I just do that for a hobby. And then literally what I'll do is all I'm doing it for like someone asked me the other day, did you ever get writer's block? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I get it all the time. They're like, so what are you doing? I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know. I figure stuff out. And they're like, well, how long does it last? And I'm like, usually enough time to find another career to try. And then, <laughs> and like, and then realize <laughs> that's too tough. <laughs> Wake up before noon? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so uh, you could build a theater and then put it on your own show. Yeah, you, I mean, I could. <laughs> You've got those skills. <laughs> Imagine just for one so, show. So your parents don't know. Did they like that you're into stand-up comedy now? Do they? Uh, well, my parents are split, so it's just my mom, really. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think she likes it now. I mean, I don't think she was a huge fan. I mean, I don't know. My mom. She obviously wanted you to be a little, like, you know, because sometimes stand-up comedy doesn't get the cultural respect that it deserves, you know? It, yeah, it's so, isn't it so weird with stand-up? Because it it's is. like everyone, no one wants to respect it. And then, like, when you hear people talk about their philosophies on stage because that's what I'm always trying to do is create a philosophy or a way of life you know like that's why I'm not I don't do pop culture jokes and stuff like that because one I just don't know how to work my brain that way so I think my mother respects that and I work clean you know except when you saw me yeah yeah. (laughs) must have had your nuts caught in a voice or something yeah are you uh do do you do twitter i I can't remember if i'm following you or not yeah i I tweet jay larson comedies on twitter do you do topical stuff there just to kind of get it out i just do like little things that i'm thinking you know stuff like that if i see something i'll comment but like i never live tweet no i'm um, there's no way i'm live tweeting i just i'm like what does that mean i'm not i see people live tweeting i'm like are they how are they even experiencing what's going on you know, there's a part of me that's just like, I'd like to get famous so that I don't need to tweet. Right. You know what I mean? So my tweeting is just whatever the fuck I want it to be instead yeah. of like, you're going to be funny all the time on Twitter so you can keep right. building that Twitter following. You're like, God damn it, how many followings do I need? <laughs> Stand up, Twitter, podcast, writing, friends. I just need my friends to follow. Do you I, guys like me? I like <laughs> reading the Twitters of like, like people like Steve Martin or uh, who's the other one that's really popular on Twitter? Albert Brooks? Albert Brooks, yeah. Yeah. These guys that don't need Twitter, but they just do it. For yeah, now. and it's everyone else benefits. Yeah, they do for sure. It's pretty awesome watching Steve reading Steve Martin. I love following him. Do you? Uh, how much? How much time do you spend on the road? Uh, lately, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been on the road a lot in the last like six months. Probably like I don't know, three eight. weeks out of the month. No, no, no. For me, I always my goal is twelve weeks a year would be okay. nice, but. It, lately it's been more which has been good because it's just more money and I'm just putting it away which is nice are you yeah. stringing together one night or are you stringing together like week long I do clubs yeah, so yeah. like I'll do a club and like some will be two nights some will be three some will be four one was five and I was like five five what five nights, a long five time shows. five nights five five, shows in five. Vegas Jesus Ooh, it's like a, it's like a two weeks <laughs> <laughs> I have a writing job with Fox Sports, yeah. so that I can do from anywhere. Oh, cool. So, so it's good. So I can like you know go on the road and still do that. Do you find that when you're doing like say your your um, wrong number routine, it's uh, do you have a name for that routine? Is it no? That's pretty much it. Right. <laughs> um, the uh, it's you know it's six minutes long. Do you find like if you're in the middle of it, like do you ever have like a rough crowd where they're just not having Dude, the long story? Only once. Really? And that was the other night. It was Saturday oh, night. Shit. Late show Saturday. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't bring to meet No, it's that. fine. It's there was this group in the back this in what city? Scottsdale. Okay. So uh stand up Scottsdale, one of my favorite clubs. Okay. Uh, uh Howard Hughes owner, I love him to death. And um 
there was this group in the back of like Scots Dalians that were probably like late forties or mid forties, and they're just out, like not giving an f about anything. They just cared about themselves. They were in the. It's like why are you even in a comedy club? I don't know. And they were talking through like the everybody, you know. And then I got up and I kind of just went like I just kept doing my thing because I used to really always get on people when they were talking, and I just and just would take away from the rest of the crowd. So. I just stopped, and then I was like, "No!" And then I, I addressed them, and I said something, and I and I called I called one of the guys stupid, and I was like, "No, this guy's like a dumb human being. Like, <laughs> like literally, he's someone we have to interact with." And like, I kind of shredded him, and so that was fine. And then they quieted down, so then I kept going, and they started talking again. And I said something else, and then I went back to my routine, and then I went into the wrong number, and I was like, literally a minute minute 20 into it and they were still talking and i stopped and i go shut the fuck up shut the fuck up i go you fucking idiots are you idiots i go you realize i'm telling one of the greatest stories you're ever gonna hear in your life (laughs) ever in your life i normally play clean what you made me do i go you fucking assholes are ruining this story i go do you know how many i literally go do you know how many hits that this story has on youtube right now do you have any idea and then I turned it on. So I'm like, could you imagine? I was literally giving the exact number. And then I did. I gave the exact number. I was like, such a dick. And then I was so mad. And I was like, I, and I just reamed him for a little while longer. And I go, make me one commitment. Can you guys make me one promise? There's 25 minutes left of the show. Will you shut your fucking mouths for the rest of the show? Will you be adults and not speak for the rest of the show? Can you do that for me? And they're like, yeah, we can do it. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, ah. Oh. And then I'm like, all right, do you guys want to hear the rest of that story? And then I had to pick the story up from where I left off oh which I was God, like I'm like oh man I don't know how this is going to go and it worked it oh, worked yeah. I mean because sometimes when you go back into prepared material yeah. it's not spontaneous no it's not exactly like they're, like they're like not they're, they're not having it because it's a different energy completely because yeah. they, they do enjoy see something like wow this is of the moment this is crazy this guy's we relate to the guy getting upset you know on yeah. stage and then it becomes like you're back like okay so back where I was yeah know, exactly prepared material somebody um uh, I can't remember which comic, but he talked about it as though it's like writing and then somebody trying to push your arm while you're trying to write. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're actually trying to create. And it's like somebody's like, no, no, I can't. You know, and they just keep pushing your arm as you're trying to write. What, you mean can, talking like, in the audience? Yeah, yeah. People trying to fuck with your stand-up routine. Because I have a friend, a lot of friends, they're from England, and it's part of their culture to heckle out there. That's like there are clubs you that's, go to, like the hecklers are funnier oh, than the stand-ups. I, went, I, I did the up, up the creek. And it is was that like, what it is? Oh, my God. It was awful. I mean, it was scary. <laughs> I was fine because I'm one of those guys. I just like I didn't know material, but yeah. it was like I'm one of those guys like, all right, they're not going to get to me. You yeah. know, fuck this. I'm from Chicago, you know? And so I'm up there and like – and it's just like this next guy coming to the stage, uh, you know – Once you they said, say the U.S., was, you're fucked, the right? the fifth guy. And so they're like, you said there were four. You said there were four. And I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck? You said there Before was only four. Like, he's from the U.S. and like boom. It's like, what the fuck? Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, man, that's hilarious. I once did a, a a show. I wasn't expecting it to be. Uh, I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but it was in Scotland. I wasn't expecting it to be as big as it was. It was the Fringe Festival. You know? Oh yeah, it was like the best of the Fringe. And I was replacing Owen O'Neill, who's like one of the top comics out in Ireland. So were you doing the festival? I was doing the festival with uh, Ritual. I was writing and we were we did kind of like I did a piece in his show. So it was like, cool. You know, and um, I've been there twice. That's and, a, um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a great was, festival. Um, but I went to go do you know this uh, this oh come do the best of your rich is like oh my buddy can do the best of the festival you got somebody that fell out not I mean he is pimping me completely because I am not ready for this like yeah. that's just, yeah. like I I've like maybe ten minutes that can work in England you know I'm just not I'm just not. I, I just I haven't performed there much, you know, and so or I say England, but you know the UK. So um, 
I go up there and uh, I'm like, I could. They're like, we need you to do 20 minutes always, right? Double the amount that you like. <laughs> you prepared in your head, like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna kill it. And they're like, so I get up there and I'm replacing Owen O'Neill, which is like Jerry Seinfeld of their. Oh appearance. man! And they're like. All right, uh, this next comedian comes to the stage. You're going to love him. He's one of Ireland's top comics. I'm like, what? No, no. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, what? He announces Owen O'Neill. And we're like, Whoa! Oh, my God. And then he goes, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What? Huh? Nope. And it's 2,000 people in the audience. Up. By the way, 2,000. And he goes, no, Owen's not here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. We've got who? Uh, what's his name? What? He's an American. Let's get him out of here. <laughs> like, so I walk out to Shut that. Shut up. <laughs> so, how you doing? I don't remember. I said something about the castle, and it's like, boo, boo. At one point, they're going, you American cunt. And I'm like, what the fuck? I I'm not even oh, allowed to man. talk at this point. At one point, I was laying on my back and saying, you people better hope I dream something funny and talk in my sleep, because you're getting nothing else out of me. And they're like, boo, boo. I agree with you, boo. And, like, and then finally, I, I walked out. I finished. I got out of there. I was. It was like. How me, long into comedy were you at this point? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd done it like ten years. I don't okay. know, eight years, something like that. But it was just. This was one of those like. Uh, this yeah. is not my fault. Like I'm up there going. I'm no. I'm bro. out of my element here. That is so ridiculous. I get, I leave and there's. I I don't remember the way out. And the lady, I walk right by the lady. I'm like, just keep your fucking money. I don't want it. And I'm just, I leave. And and she's like, get back here, get back here. You need to do like five more minutes. I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, so I'm looking. I'm I'm going down the I'm going down like stair stairs. I can't find the way out. I went through this like big like stairs up to get. How do I get out? And I find this. You know this bathroom, and I go in there, and luckily nothing's hooked up to an alarm system in Scotland. I kick the fucking fire exit door, I break it off the hinges, and I start walking. I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, right? I, there's not an exit though. It leads me into the library of the of the school, the auditorium, oh next, or the, the university near there. So I'm like, I'm in the library, I can't find. So finally, I leave the, through the library, and I think, oh, I need to go up now to get out because I'm below, and I'm walking into people who are walking out of my show. They're coming down oh, the stairs. Man. And like, that's him. That's the guy that sucked. They're like pushing me, and I'm like, what the. Fuck, you know. So I, I finally leave, and you know it, it was hilarious because Rich was running to come see me. He's like, he he finished his show. He's like, oh, I'm gonna catch John, and he comes over, and you know that like they say he stormed it. That's like a big thing out there. So he comes over. He goes, hey, how would John do? He goes, he stormed. He goes, yeah, out. Oh, <laughs> and it was like, and so then. Uh, and I know I told this one on the podcast with Rich Hall, but I went back to the flat and I was like, I had this woman who was supposed to come see me at the show. She was in the movie, um, uh, 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 Shaft. Chef, she was in the Chef Goes Africa. Africa, no, it was uh, um, Bridget Jones's Diary. She played Shaza. Okay. Um, um, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but we went out on a couple dates, and so she was going to come see me. So I'm like, oh, I'm sure she was there. This is awful. Rich walks in, he goes, "What the fuck happened?" I go, "This is the I made a serious vocational error. This is awful. Vocational. <laughs> my, my my life is this is the worst thing that's ever happened. My life could get any worse." And I say that, and with that, he takes my my uh, bag of clothes because we were staying at the same flat and he tosses it out the window like three stories I'm like what the fuck you, your life just got a little worse though didn't it didn't it just get a little fucking worse shut so like, up motherfucker dude. and I grab you sniglet motherfucker and I'm like I'm gonna throw you out the fucking and then I'm thinking I gotta get my stuff it's all fucking that is hilarious dude I love that he did that I love that we, we asked him about that when we interviewed him on the podcast and he just kind of sat there and goes yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. I, that. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no I wish I do. I got to do more stuff like. Well, that. Well, yeah, when we would go on the road, it would just be nothing but pranks back and forth. Like, uh, like he did a uh, a candy bar routine where he would just do this um, thing at the end of the show, or he would improv this thing with a whole bunch of candy bars, and people would hand them to him, and he would make up the story. And one day, <laughs> he goes up there and he's like, "All right, so I was walking down the street and I heard this uh, snicker, and uh, then uh, I heard another snicker, 
<laughs> and there was another snicker, and he keeps pulling the same. He keeps pulling Snickers out. He's like, "Navadi, where the fuck are you?" <laughs> like I put, I filled it all with Snickers and a Midol. I think that's what that's tight. That's but yeah, tight. so it's like, um, you know, the little. I don't know. That was always fun. You know, the camaraderie with comics. I don't know if you have like favorite guys you travel with or no. Do you bring your own opener? No, you do? no, they don't let me. No, I'm not at that point. I ask. They're like, "No, nah, they already got someone." I'm like, "All right." Nah. And then it's like, I don't really have any comedian friends that are at the level where I can be like, "Hey, man, do you want to come out?" And you got to pay your own way, and you oh, know, right. it's not, you know what I mean. I'd like to, but uh, it just doesn't roll that way. How does that work? Like, let's say you book the thing in Scottsdale. Like, are you paying for your own airfare? No, they pay hotel? for it. It's all like included. They put oh. you up. I had a great place in Scottsdale. Best place I've ever been put up. Two bedroom, two bath apartment with a pool, all done over, brand new. It was baller. Yeah, that's the difference, Aaron, between uh, comics and rock people. Where they stay at nice places. Yeah, they, they usually get. <laughs> we don't always, bro. Not always. The comedy condos are always kind of sketchy, but they at least provide lodging. They don't do that with. I mean, it's almost never included, no, right? Uh, yeah, almost never. Budget's yeah. $99. Or to yeah. find, some, find some, chick, some chick that you could take right. home. Make a friend. Yeah, yeah. make a yeah. friend, yeah. <laughs> they think you're staying at the super. Yeah, let's just go to your place. Mm-hmm. Were you doing sets? How did you do this? Did you do sets at night? Is it like the improv? Or like, were you at. When? Breaking in, like, you know? or I never did the improv. No? No, I didn't even go near it. I didn't even step foot in it. Like, young. It's, so, it's always amazing to me now. Like, young guys, they'll be like a year in, not even. They just show up at the improv and they like want to get to know everybody, meet everybody. I'm like, I didn't want to know anybody. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, do my stuff, get better, get stronger. I was doing, like, bar rooms, you know? And oh, like, one, like, I, I started my own show. Um, you know, like, I got lucky. I never really did open mics. Like, I just, I did a show. I did a book show one time, and then I kind of started getting booked off of that show, like, when I first started doing comedy. So then I just started doing those shows, and then I did some bringer shows, and then I was like, I don't want to do bringer shows anymore. So then I started my own show, and then I was booking people, and then they would book me on their rooms. And then the first place I got passed was the comedy store, and that was like, I was like two and a half years in, so then I was getting spots at the store, and then I never even went to the factory. I didn't go to the Ice House. I didn't go to Improv. I would just do the store and then other places, and then like, the, I think the first time I performed at the Improv when I was showcasing for Montreal. Oh, wow. And then I was like, oh, okay, here's the Improv. You know, this is cool. I liked it. And like, I just knew it was like, to me, it was like sacred ground. Like, you don't go near the Improv unless you're ready, because if right. you start going up in front of people at the Improv and you're not ready, then, you know, you leave a sour taste in their mouth. Yeah. I've done, uh, uh, I did uh, my first set at the improv. That's the first. That's where I did mine. It was first the, time ever. Yeah, first time ever out here. Oh no, okay, yeah. since I moved out here. But I hadn't done stand up in a few years because I, I was working on writing. Mm-hmm. I came out here because I wrote something too. Very so cool. TV, like, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pilot. We'll see what happens to it. You know, where is it right now? Where is it right now? Well, you know, I'm, um, you know what? Uh, it's about to be in your hands. What's it called? <laughs> what, what's it called? Can you read it? Across the table? Can you read it? Uh, exactly. Um, it's at CAA. I'm with this. Uh, UK group, um, uh, they uh, it's a production company that uh, I've they've given me no money, mm-hmm. but um, what they do is they uh, have gotten me into like in 24 hours I had met with William Morris CA and uh, ICM and dude from CAA is like you know full disclosure I'm a Cub fan I was wearing my Cubs hat he goes I'm from Chicago I read your script I love it I've read all the ancillary material that I, he just went and did research on his own and I'm like yeah. this is like you never hear this shit because I just never. came from William Morris where they're like, 
this is how tough it is to get you piss into the wind and a drop falls on a on a pin and like oh really it's tough to get a fucking TV show made is that what you're trying to tell me oh because I thought it was a can yeah of I thought it was yeah well you probably did you probably fucking did you know nah, you're bro. like oh this is like nah, a good TV show when you come out here um you're like isn't how it works it's, um I've been working at it for two years it still hasn't cracked and uh and so this dude was like I'm gonna give it to all my showrunners and that's the last I heard from him and now I get these phone calls all the time from them hey uh, John um I'm not gonna say the guy's name. Even though I think I did once before. Hey, John, um, this is uh, you know the assistant. I don't have. Let's say his name is Tony. I don't have Tony. Um, but uh, I like he preempts yeah, it, so you like, know. But uh, I'm gonna call you. He's gonna call you in the morning, first thing. And I'm like, you know, can't sleep. You know, the first time you get one of those calls, yeah. you're like, oh, cool, he's got big news. Something's going on, right? Don't get a call. A week goes by, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden you get the same call. Hey, I don't have Tony, but he's gonna call you tomorrow. Yeah, and now you're just like, eh, I don't, sure he will. I don't give a see. Fuck. I get every time my agents call now, they call like there's two of them. I mean, there's four of them, but these two work together. So like, I'll get a call. Hey, it's Bobby. It's um, I'm on with Danielle. Give us a call. I'm like, oh man, this is something. They're calling something. together. Why yeah, are they calling together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, <laughs> And then I call him, and I, I get Bobby. He's like, hold on, let me get Danielle on the phone. I'm like, all right. Danielle gets on. And I'm like, what's up, guys? And they're like, heard the meeting went well today. I'm like, yeah, went great. They're really nice. They're like, all right, good, good. So what are you doing shows? I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Do you-, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I played, I think it's because I played so cool. It's just like, oh, yeah, we just like to call Jay. And I'm like, I just, how about you just start calling me when something's happening <laughs> together? That way, what's going to get special? It's never going to be special, you know, because now I think every time they call us a, a couple that it's going to be something special, and it's not. We'll get there. Yeah, I'll get there. Um, so uh, the where, where's it at with you right now? Is that is that I got this call with Fox on Thursday. It's not like a, I don't know what the deal is with that. So we're Are waiting you to see. To attach yourself. Yeah, but uh, you know, I mean, if it doesn't, you know, I initially wrote this pilot right. that that I have right now for Bill Burr. That's who, like I wrote it, and I was like, that's who I wanted in it. And I went to Bill, and I'm like, I'm being your fucking pilot. I don't care. I fucking Lawson, I read it. I fucking hilarious, bro. If you keep writing like this, you can have a future. Are you interested <laughs> in it? No, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, he was great. He gave me great feedback. I love Bill Burr. I think he's the most talented yeah, human being. I think he's the funniest stand up in the in the world right now. I would, I pay to see. Bill Burr, and I you don't have to pay to see comedians, you know right. what I mean. But anyway, so I'm just waiting. Now it's now it's back onto me, you know, with Fox and waiting to see what that deal is. I don't. It's not going to be like a TV show. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, and then it's in development with another production company, kind of like what you got going on with have that you, British um, company. Have you done uh, any type of web stuff? Are you doing? Uh... Yeah, I did web stuff back in New York. I had like a web deal with Adam Films oh, yeah, for yeah. a while. I did like five. I did three pieces, sold them three shorts, and then shot five more. Any of them show on the Comedy Central late night stuff that they did? Yeah, yeah, on Adam TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wikipedia was on there, and... That's one of your shorts? Yeah. We'll put links to that. It's Wikipedia? And yeah, Wikipedia. It's Is a, it still out there? Like, we can put links yeah, to it's it? Yeah, it's on my website, okay, Jay cool. Comedy. And then there was another one I did with this. I just produced and, and acted in it called Two in One Out, which is really funny. Dave Siegel is a New York comic. He wrote it. And uh, our friends over at Walleye Pictures produced both of those, oh, cool. uh, directed and produced. So, um, yeah, you know, I love that. And I'm, I have, like, four web series ideas, and I have okay. a meeting to pitch those. I just can't get... In New York, I had friends that would just do it. Right, right. And out here, it's just like trying to get people just to like shoot something. It's like, come on, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? You would think it would be the opposite. You know, the fact that like this is where people come specifically for 
you know. Yeah, but everyone takes on more than they can chew yeah. here in New York. They're like, yeah, let's do it. We get it done. We just do it. I guess you, the work ethic's different. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, yeah, different. Yeah, fucking roll up our sleeves and fucking do something. You know? <laughs> yeah, and my buddy who I used to shoot all those things with, I'm like, well, you just moved to L.A. What are you doing? But he's got a band and the band's ready to break. And it's like, <laughs> all right, the, I'm like, the band's gonna break <laughs> as soon as the band breaks. You know, then we gotta do a video. But then when we get the equipment for the video, we will shoot one of your shorts. <laughs> no, I mean the band's pretty decent. They actually, he, we both had my Fox call was supposed to be today. What are, what are they? called they're called um leroy justice so and then jay like last year was out on the road they're like kind of like fuck um i don't know what you call them they're like uh bluegrass rock maybe they're really good jason's a really good singer but he was on the road and son's really like opened up that whole door yeah yeah his a little more mellow than that okay like not as like upbeat but yeah mufford and some dude they're like crazy is there a lot of banjo in your friend's band no it's like uh i guess that's the key huh (laughs) it's like keyboards keys lead guitar bass guitar sax drums and then like another guitar i think um and they mix it up but like he was opening for counting crows last summer he went on tour with them which was pretty good and they just opened for like blues traveler you know it's like bands that like younger people don't care about but we're like do blues traveler <laughs> it's like they're, they're nowhere near as big as they were you know what i mean but you still think it's awesome well it's because he's lost weight yeah. No, oh, is has he's he? fat again? Is he, fat again? He, who, he, he had the he had surgery and yeah, then he got skinny. He was, he and was at the studio he, when I he was skinny. He got a little wider. I think he's actually like a well-respected uh, harmonica harmonica yeah, player. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. unbelievable. Sick, dude. Like amongst, he's like one of the best harmonica players. Like they, yeah. you mean like, like traditional, like like um, the traditional. I said it again. Um, you mean like uh, <laughs> that's his big word? Like everyone's got a big word that they use. What the fuck was it? What am I trying to say? For the uninitiated. When I say that shit. The what? I used to, for the first three episodes. No, like, uninitiated? I don't say it anymore. For the uninitiated. For the uninitiated, Jay Larson's a comic. He's been on, you know, something like that. I'd always do for the uninitiated. Like, you know, because people might not. I've never heard that. Fuck off. The crazy thing is, he never used that word in regular conversation with us. It's just like we turn on a podcast all of a sudden. He's a microphone in front of him. Yeah. Uh, how, didn't we see a movie where somebody said something like that? Like, that sounds like a great name for a band, Wasn't it like actually. The Dark Knight Returns? The Uninitiated. The Uninitiated. Look yeah. at that, see? Uh, but didn't we see like The Dark Knight? And the guy goes, for The Uninitiated. And like you guys turn to me in the fucking theater. Or, like, <laughs> I think there was a moment like... I, don't know, what, what, I think it was, was Dark Knight it? Returns. Yeah. It's okay. got to be, because we never go to the movies together. We were there for that. Um... You sound upset about that. I'm a little upset. <laughs> what was I talking about? It was, uh, the word, the word I was talking about. It wasn't. We were uh, talking about harmonic players. We're talking, yeah. Uh, no, we were talking about classical, the band. like a classical. Um, you know how to say classical traditional. Guitar. So not traditional. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a classical like harmonica play? Like, is that considered like a, an instrument? You're, you've got a degree in. What do you, what's your degree? I do in? have a degree in music? Yes. From where? Yeah. From Northwestern in Chicago. Oh, nice. Well, he's got a Chicago, degree, Chicago. engineering and... Jesus. Yeah, two degrees. Yeah. What's, the, what's, the, no, what's the one, though, the music one? What's it for, specifically? Clarinet performance. Snore. Whoa, so you're a clarinet player? Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, clarinet, bass clarinet. Reed-like, shaft-like. Friend of our family. <laughs> single reed. No double reed. It's Sorry, on a single reed. It's a wind instrument. Yeah. Um, uh, my mother's friend, Sadell, her husband was first chair oboist. In the BSO for like oh awesome for like twenty five years or something like that. Obo double guys read. Get like, do they get like pussy? Like, are there, is there people like traveling? Around oh, absolutely. Like, really? Yeah. There's like oh, yeah. groupies for yeah. The, yeah. You know where they say the most money like is in sports? Class, uh, the hottest chicks in sports are tennis and golf tents. Like in the golf tents, that's where the hottest chicks really? in sports really? are. And tennis. I didn't know that. So I would guess you know upper echelon country club chicks. 
symphony chicks that are oh, educated yeah. that are just yeah. sitting there like, oh, is this Beethoven? Did you hear him play Beethoven's Ninth? <laughs> and then just like freaking out. Me. They have like a mm-hmm. degree in psychology and they also paint. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, that's tight. That's tight. <laughs> I love it. Do you play any instruments? I played drums growing up. Just in the, I was in the classical band and the marching band. The traditional band. The traditional band. <laughs> traditional band with seventeen kids, and so then the, the marching band. band. Thing yeah, the, I did the marching band. The, the, yeah. the, the bass drum. The bass drum. Is that That's what I played. Yeah, because really? it was only me and Mark Torello, and Mark Torello's a meteorologist right now, so you can get a beat on what he might have been like. Yeah. So he was playing exactly. He's carrying the snare drum, bro. I'm sitting there with the bass. <laughs> Horrible, horrible. I don't even know why I did it. I kept doing it. I was like, I was so. St- I mean, whatever. We were horrible. I did it to appease my mother. I hear they're getting the marching band Fucking back bitch. together. What's that? <laughs> you know they're getting the band back together. Yeah. I hear they're getting the marching band. Back. Dude, I heard they bring the march. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> All of a sudden, you get these phone All in their forties. Like, your buddies are like, "Hey, we're getting the marching band back together. We're getting the band back together." Is all you hear? We're and getting the, the drum scene, line back together. Yeah, the next scene. Uh, no, it's like we're getting uh, the band back together, and everyone's like calling. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're, you're looking at you know, like yeah, we're gonna get. You look in the mirror, like I can still do this, and then they show up and they're all in their marching gear with the fucking <laughs> horrible, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we did it I remember like doing like the parades every year and I have to stop because the bass drum was so heavy I'm like man just give me a, <laughs> give me a break here would you with you the bass you could have rolled it it's gonna you know yeah. <laughs> I did marching band all through high school and two years of college really yeah yeah, oh, I was senior uh, senior year of high school I was the top bass drum in the drum line Really? Yeah. And you play clarinet? So you play like how many instruments? I was like clarinet stupid in marching band. I needed to play something fun. Were you like double mouths, that kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I had one fucking mouth. That's how weak we were. Oh, did you roll it? Did you like twirl it? No, you must have been, you had like how many people in the drum line? Like there were, 12 there were four, four bass drums and like four or six snares. Plus and then the, how many tritoms? And then, tri-toms. then, then the, uh, yeah, quad toms. Yeah, quad Dudes, oh, baller. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, those, guys, those guys were cool. That looked so cool. You can yeah. play like push it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like a little legit macho man that can come in to like tone low. You know what I mean? That stuff's tight. I mean, dude, we had two guys in the in the, in the the percussion. That's it. That's it. Oh, this dude shit. had 18. The band you, had 21 you were, people. You were, you were just, uh, it was snare drum and bass drum? That's it. Oh, that's awesome. Is it? <laughs> No, it was horrible, dude. Actually, it was two guys in the whole band. It was pathetic, like when we came rolling in. There were jazz bands with more people than us. But. Wow. Are you, um, so you don't do any music now? You no, I, I wish. Actually, and like, like we were saying, like I, I'm not a comedy, like I don't know the history of comedy as well as I should. And music, I'm not like, I, I wish I could keep up to date. My mind doesn't work in a way where like, like, what's your. Like, when I go to stand-up shows and I'm performing and there's tons of people, I'm like, what are these people doing here? How'd they, how'd, how'd they find out? Like, I never sought things out like that as a kid. Like, as a kid, I would come home from school, I would play sports, and that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And then I'd cheat on my homework. And then that's what. And then I would get to school and I'd socialize with as many people as I could. Like, I'm, I'm literally a people person. I like talking to people. I like interacting with people. I like understanding people. I like challenging people. But then, like, everything else, I, like, need, like, my wife was big into music when we met, so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're my music, you're my music, just keep, oh. <laughs> just keep teaching me new stuff, just keep bringing me new stuff, you know, oh, yeah. and, like, I love when I have friends that are, like, into music, I'm like, send me music, because I don't, I just don't seek it out, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and it's weird, because even if you were into it before, things are so different now with the internet and everything else, like, oh, yeah, like now, so- like, I rely on Aaron for new stuff, or my girlfriend is all about, like, 
new like she's so hooked up on blogs and everything like that yeah. finding out shit like right she's, when it she's got her finger on on the pulse yeah. for sure she's definitely yeah. like out there like anything that shows up it's like have you seen this i've already listened to a tour i ever got the album i've already gone to see him in concert oh, look they just came out this morning yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know she's already no matter what it is if my buddies viral videos have you seen this yeah yeah it's, a, it's like that so yeah i'm never i don't even keep I just that's why I like like my stand up is about things that are happening to me that's and I just keep, keep trying I keep trying to just focus on that thing and then you know hopefully come up with new stuff I like trying new stuff so if I try it and then I'm like yeah that's cool we did that all right what's uh, what next So what is is the goal to continue with cuz you didn't start off as a stand up do you want to go do you want to be in television? Would you abandon stand-up ever? Or do you think that's kind of what you, know you are what? now? I like stand-up it a lot. You. Yeah, I want to keep doing stand-up. I'd like it to be the point where I can just go to a city and do a theater. You know, That would be ideal because I don't like going for so long a time away from home. But I also really enjoy other stand-ups. You know what I mean? And I'd like to be able to like create for other stand-ups. Not material, but TV shows. Like watch people's oh, yeah. act and be like, oh man, I got a show. You know, I'd like to work in development of like other projects and produce eventually. That's what I'd like to do. Because I love, I love seeing other people's talent. I love seeing people that do things that I can't do. You know what I mean? Like I love watching other comedians that I like because it's, it's fun to me because I know I can't do it and I'm just like, I can't do what they do. But you know, like you know, like when you can step away from your own self and look at someone else's project, you can be like, "Oh man, you could do this." You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So as long as I keep doing my stuff, then hopefully I get to a point where I can help do. You know. Well, I think that's. Uh, I think that also helps you creatively at the same time because like um, you're you're still using your creative juices. Like you're like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm creating for someone. You know how like, you have different parts of your brain. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm working. I'm working on. It's like, a re- like, it's on- a release to yeah. not write for yourself because you have to to always be focused on yourself. It's just kills me it's like oh god i'm so tired of myself let's focus on someone else and like but then I, when you return it's fresh again you know when you come back yeah to yourself, exactly like, you know. exactly i wrote on a tom arnold show for fox sports and i was writing for do you guys know rory scoville yeah rory scoville is one of my favorite comedians he's so funny he's gonna Isn't he the, the daily show guy right. no you're thinking of um Roy Albanese, maybe? Oh, Albanese. Roy Scoville just got a show, actually. He's going to... Trust me. I know me, the name. I've definitely seen In him. a year, your girl will know who he is. All right. <laughs> uh, but, like, I got to write for him, and, and I was like... I would call him all the time. I'm like, dude, wait to see this scene I wrote for you. You're going to love it. And, like, a guy, like, he, he's a total improv, like, improv comic, you know? And I don't think, like... I think he loved it, having someone that would write for him. And then I would, I'd love to put people in a scenario and be like, all right, now just... Go with this a little bit, you know what right. I mean? So directing you and play producing with skills, yeah. So like, yeah, I love that shit. I want to so direct like a yeah, mother. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. That'd I almost asked really you that cool. question earlier. I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't want to insult you by saying because I know you got oh, a project no. going on. But I don't give a shit. Like I would love to direct. I like people. I like seeing them work. And I, I you know, who I want to be. I want to be the Bill Belichick of comedy, <laughs> a guy who can just take people and get the ultimate, get every single ounce of their potential out. That's what I'd like to be able to do. Didn't he cheat? Like, Guy, it's part of the game. It's, it's part of the game, bro. If you're not cheating, you're not winning. Like, okay. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, big time. I love the Pats. How and I think Belichick's the best coach ever to coach in the NFL. Probably worse dressed, though. Oh, yeah, hands down, worse dressed. <laughs> <laughs> but for a while, didn't he uh, dress poorly on purpose? It's like he gave up and just wanted to wear that cutoff sweatshirt for like. There's no rhyme or reason yeah, behind years, what that guy just does. Like, fuck this. But remember that San Francisco 49ers coach for a while was wearing the sport coat and the tie, like looking awesome. The guy never had a winning season, yeah, so yeah. I'm Boston fan across the board. Oh, yeah, Those yeah. are my teams. I mean, I still like root for some other teams because I've been gone for so long. 
Excuse me, but at at I my core, I don't know there's something about. No, I've never ever remember. in my life. I never. can root for the clips though. Yeah, I'm I'm all into that because I like a Cinderella story like that, and like you know this uh, Luke, what's his face, uh, Derek, Blake Griffin, like Blake Chris Griffin, Paul. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Blake Griffin. What comes out? Sorry, I fucked that up. But uh, you know when you see like a story like that where this guy comes comes around and just changes things, changes you know? it. Just, yeah, I just hate their owner. I think their owner's such a dick, but. But yeah, I mean, I know uh, that they don't throw a lot of money into their team. Uh, they don't know because Donald Sterling's making money no matter what, and he doesn't care. It's not like Chicago where it's like everyone is diehard over their teams right. and they're going to put that money and they're just going to keep finding ways to win because they know their fans demand it. God, can we see the uh, Bears and the Pats this year? Is that a possibility? Nah, like, probably not. You, you're probably not going to make it. What? Fuck you. <laughs> first place. Dude, hey. if you do make yeah. it, you're going to get your ass There's waxed. There's no fucking way. <laughs> you're going to get waxed. Oh, man. Looks like we're going to have to... Have you seen... Do you know what the Pats average right now? A game? What's that? Their last five games are averaging 39 points a yeah, game. Yeah, that's what our defense does. Oh, bro, we're going to dismantle you. Look <laughs> oh, what San Francisco is, did to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, first of all, Cutler wasn't in there. We had some No, I know. Isn't it crazy? Was, Smoke and Jay? Oh, my God. Smoke, do you know that <laughs> website? Yeah, I know. The it's the greatest my, website my, my ever. My girlfriend, swear to God, my girlfriend showed it to me. Do you know what it is? No. It's these pictures of, of Jay Cutler, and it's he's got a dangling cigarette. They like they they, they, they put it in. Like they, they, He's like shaking hands with Eli after the game. He's got a butt in because every shot is just him like apathetic, like you know, it looks like he should Dude, be having it's a It's so okay. awesome. You have to look it up. Megan, of Smoking course, Jay you know. Cutler. Okay. <laughs> I told you she knows everything about like, you know, but yeah, it's really funny. Um see that's one you knew. You yeah, knew I knew that one. I mean I'm kind of a sports guy. Well, sports guy. Is that it? So you are you is it, do you went to sports at all? You write sports stuff? Yeah, like, I blog uh, for Fox Sports. But do you like it you write it like like a your television shows or anything like that? Are they like I have one that was about a sports reporter, yeah. 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 But it kind of seems in your wheelhouse. Yeah, that'd be, it was a Boston sports reporter. I mean, I wrote it with this other guy. We pitched it two years ago. We got a lot of people liked it. We just nothing happened. But uh, we might revisit it. We might revisit. It. I would love to be able to do a, a Boston sports show. Oh, yeah. I'm like, can we shoot this thing in Boston? And I can be home around my family and still be involved. Oh god, that'd be epic. Oh yeah, I always think about like shooting in Chicago. I think that'd be awesome. Oh. First of all, to be able to stay in Done. a hotel where I'm not near my family, mm-hmm. and, and but still see my friends. In Chicago. Bro, I'm a step ahead of you. I'm buying an apartment down the street from my brother and staying there. And then, like while I'm gone, I always have a place in Boston. I'm like, hey, will you take. Keep an eye on the place for me. Pick up my mail. Let my mother stay there if she wants. You can go in and stay there if you're going to the symphony. God. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where are we at, Aaron? I think we're oh, at... Oh, look at... Oh, oh. 30 seconds off. You don't know how many times I've gone, where are we at? And it's, boom, on the oh, money. That's like, nice. Comedians have a, a, a definite a sense. Yeah. yeah. I told people a million times, I'm like, I can tell you what six minutes is in, in like that. Eight minutes? I know it. How many times I've experienced eight minutes in my life? Yeah. Hundreds. So that's another thing. Out here, you do a lot shorter pieces. Sets, like, you yeah. know, you'll go up and do like eight minutes or 12 minutes or something like that. I noticed that. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a headliner do more than 20 or 25. I, I saw a Tim Allen headliner show by himself. I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was a good show, man. Was it? Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, I'm only kidding. He I totally, wanted me to go to that show, and I was like, eh, I respect the hell out of Tim Allen. That guy's had an amazing career. And, I mean, it, it was like seven bucks. Yeah, was it the Laugh Factory? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that a geographic thing? Like, L.A. has so many eight-minute sets, but if you were on the East Coast, it would be different? It's why L.A. comics get a bad rap, 
because everyone thinks you're just like your eight minutes. Oh, that's your eight minutes. You got your eight minutes. Is that your TV show? Was your eight minutes set? I'd be in Chicago and we'd have guys come through the twenty four or whatever. Um, We'd be like, oh yeah, let's see if they can. Can they even do forty minutes? Can they even do forty five? You know that kind of thing. And some of them couldn't. You know, and because they they get that that. Same set that they use, and a lot of times they're auditioning for the next time they get on stage. So, and I know some people that like I know a comedian that blew up on a YouTube video. I mean, blew up. You think two hundred fifty thousand? I'm talking like fifty million, and was headlining around the country. And Gangnam Style, huh? Gangnam Style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only how many million is that now? He just edged up just Justin Bieber, it's right? Number. It's the number one. Uh, and how many YouTube does it video? take to get to number one? I think it was like. Uh, it was, uh, no, there's like there's videos out there. That kid with the Charlie bit no, my finger was, is like 460 just million. Just like two wow. days ago, Gangnam Style became the number one YouTube video of all time. Wow. Yeah. That's tight, man. He went platinum. He beat Justin Bieber. What's that? Like that doesn't even sound like oh well that doesn't. Count. But Bieber was created on YouTube. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like Bieber was a musician and then got into that. He he started on YouTube. He's Bo Burnham of of you know music. That's hilarious. You know it's. I was just trying to be polite. He's a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> He's a comedian. Does a lot of music. Musical comedy. He's a really talented kid. He uh, started off making videos for his brother at college, and then they went viral, and he blew up, and he blew up quick. Same with the dude on uh, on the league. I can't remember his name right now. John Lejol. Yeah, John Lejol. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, so you were saying you knew somebody that blew up on on YouTube. Yeah, and, but I mean, so she she would be headlining, and she only had like twenty minutes, so she bring other comics to like open and do really? all the time. Yeah, but they were people were paying to see her, and you know, it's like, hey, all the power to you. I mean, she's a really funny girl, and she's now she does. I'm sure she has plenty of material now. Wow, that's great. Yeah, and uh, it, it's just changed the game. You know, there's you, um, the LA guys would you know like their eight minutes, but now. That is what people look for on the internet. I don't know if attention spans have gotten shorter. Do you think, or I think so. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Do you feel like you do? You, do you feel like at you burning a crowd out ever? Like if you're doing like you know an hour, do you feel like they're just tired? Not, I, not because you I do. It or, I do. I'm all the time. I'm like, God, is this too much time? There are times that I'm just like crushing, and and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But the long, I did an hour ten on Friday night at Scottsdale, and I I I always. When they go, how long are you gonna do? I'm like forty five. I'm like, I'll do my forty five, and I'm done. Like that's my requirement. That's what my contract says. I'll do forty five. And I don't know what happened, but they never lit me, and I <laughs> and I never got a light. And then I finally, I was like, Has anyone lit me? And and I hear Howard from the back, and he's like, Nah, man. And I go, Am I done? He's like, If you want to be. And then afterwards, I'm like, Did you light me? He's like, Nah, man. You're having so much fun up there. And I was like, Oh, like I opened on twelve minutes of crowd work. Like I didn't even want to do I was material. Because sometimes, I mean, to gauge. Because towards as you're going towards the end of your set, like that's got to be really tough. If you're like, I haven't seen the light. What the fuck do I go into now? Well, I, that happened another night where I was like, I knew I was supposed to 45 minutes. And I'm like, F it, I'm done, I'm done. If I'm short, I'm short. But I felt like I was at 45, and I was like, well, that's what's happening. And it ended up being like right on 45. So I was like, fine, you know, that's fine do you with have any, me. Before we uh, let you go, do you have any like crazy like? Stories, you know, stuff like you know, like stuff that's gone, like you know. Hey, listen, before we wrap up, any stories that are going to change people's lives? You know, I know you you (laughs) listen. You're home. You know, I I told you it was going to be an hour, so I don't want to, you know. No, that's okay. Overstay. Um, Even what do you mean, crazy stories? You know, like uh, like doing comedy, like something where uh, you know you've had like a like a heckler situation. I know you had one recently that was bad, but like something. um, I had a lady come on stage one time, like charge me on stage. Yeah, Uh, at Irvine Improv, I think she was definitely medicated and and she just came at me and i was oh like God. whoa and then i just like and we got her back in her seat and like the manager 
Frank Kelly, who owns John Lovett's Comedy Club now, he like they were like, should we kick her out? And he's like, no, 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 this is fun, this is fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> loved loved seeing me go through it. And oh then, my god! And then finally, I was like, do you know you're in a room with other people right now? Do you even know that? <laughs> and I just kept going back and forth with this lady. But no, I mean, I'm not really controversial on stage. I'm not saying anything that's upsetting anyone too much. No one's really getting in my face. And if they do, I handle it pretty quick. Do you know that? Uh, you, are you familiar with that Bill Hicks video? The one where. You know, he, he runs the room, you know, or like he screams at the lady, you know. No. Um, oh, I was at, I was actually in the room when that happened. And oh, it really? It reminded me when you said that. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, at the funny firm in Chicago where, you know, this this woman was just like, scre- like just fucking with him. And at one point he said something like, sir, will you please stick your dick in her mouth to cut shut her up if you want? I will. And everyone believed that he was going to. You yeah, know, at that yeah. point. It was so crazy. You know what's crazy you just said that is you every single comic right now. That when they need to shut someone up, they'll they'll say, "You want me to come put a dick in your mouth?" Like yeah. because they and it's like Bill Hicks is probably the first person yeah, to say that. Like, so, yeah, yeah. And well, that's a good place to wrap up. A good dick in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill uh, Hicks, anything, man. What do you got coming up? Like, the, give us like anything. Yeah, going through the rest of the year. And um, well, this isn't weeks. coming out for a while, right? Yeah. yeah so uh, January third through fifth. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the Atlanta Improv. Cool. So people come on out and My if girlfriend's you, from Atlanta. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah, tell her to send some people out. And if you're, you hear me on this, let me please let me know that you heard me on here, and I'll let oh, you guys know that people are listening. And uh, check out my podcast, the Crab Feast Podcast, uh, on Twitter. iTunes and Jay Larson Comedy on Twitter. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. We really appreciate it. You Had got a great it. Time. Thank you guys. And Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you again. Awesome. Take care. Bye bye. 